Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I have a story of adventure and war to share with you. Spoiler alert. Can we sit down? Maybe. Yeah. It's been All right. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah. So, JC, not only you have been in the military, but you also went to war. You went to Afghanistan. Can you tell us about this experience? How did it change you? What did you learn? Yes, I am a I am a war hero. Yes. There's a picture of me in the the war museum. There's a book. Yes, thank you. There's a book written about my platoon, my mm. my, my company. Um, it's not it's not like me to show off, mm. but I don't. I you know why not. Right? No, it's not show off. Like I'm very curious. I think you guys as well. Like, well, we can show off a little. Like we're on, we're making. A I mean, video. you survive. He's a he's a, he's a war hero and he's a survivor. Yeah, we Canada did not go to war for like 50 years. We didn't take part in the Vietnamese War. Uh, we were in the Korean War before, mm -hmm. and we did join the Afghan War for whatever reason. Other, every, you know, everybody was doing it, so mm -hmm. we joined in there. Um, and then Canada took a big role, and we hadn't been in combat until my my platoon sorry not my platoon my company my battalion my battalion i'm so sorry i forgot the lingo mm -hmm. then my battalion went in 2006 and then it was well three months nothing happened and some people from canada were saying to me it's like jesse don't worry uh you're not going to be in combat everything's fine and i was like no i i know we are going to be they've been telling us it's going to be uh, heavy combat did it happen yes it did and then the first time it actually happened it was funny because I had a friend at home and she was like, you're not going to be in a kind of a jerk. You're not going to be in combat. And I was like, yes, I am going to be in combat. You don't know. And then, and then the first time we were in combat, I was on the front page of every newspaper in Canada car carrying one of the, the deceased, right? One of the people mm -hmm. that had died. And so I showed her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> high five, high five. But <laughs> wait, 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 because you, you. We prepared this interview, ladies and gentlemen, and you told me something. Uh, I, I, yeah, uh, <laughs> like you, you told me stuff slightly less funny that happened to you and like how you escaped from that. I'm scared of that. <laughs> that and how you came back to stuff. Yeah. It's the good stuff. Can yeah. you tell us about the deep stuff? Well, um, well not too much. You know, it's tough, right? But uh, it, war, you know, war is interesting. Let's say, okay, I have a, a good thing you, if you can try to picture this imagine that you're going into a battle mm -hmm. you've been up all night and uh they've been firing mortars or bombs at you and then you you go in at three in the morning you got four labs or like, kind of like tanks and backed up by a recce uh, platoon and then just as you're going to do a full frontal an assault on this area where there's 2000 taliban all of a sudden these bombs artillery start you know gunfire uh, tracers, you can see the bullets because they put mercury mm -hmm. in every fourth bullet. You see just the world explodes. And at that point, I knew I was going to go into combat. And there was like a feeling I've never had of just euphoria came over my whole body. Like, this is the greatest moment of my life. You know, just like, ah, oh, I could feel it. I was like, this is the greatest. I it was like a, a spiritual, yeah. You know, I could add uh some adjectives to it maybe you know it's like spiritual almost adrenaline right going into battle is uh you know off, we, we used to do it a long time ago especially uh, people like you nika you know and the, <laughs> your ancestors in the past <laughs> you know it's a, it was it's a good experience to go into battle um what have you learned from it and what happened that specific day well we 
we, I think we killed like a, a thousand Taliban died. You can find that battle, There's, mm -hmm. it's on Wikipedia. Um, my platoon was basically wiped out. Uh, a few of us were not at all wounded, but we were unoperate. We're not, I forget the word, unoperational or mm -hmm. English isn't my strong suit. I'm good at Vietnamese and Japanese. <laughs> so we were no longer operational after that. We were just like put on a, on a side base and kind of like did some operations around and then went home. Most of us got out of the army. Some of them got kind of sad and, and, uh, and it had some problems. I left Canada. I, le I left Canada because I wanted to. I didn't want to stay in Canada and like mm -hmm. think about the the, the war, yeah, and stuff. Because in Canada they have a, a bar called the Junior Ranks. Mm -hmm. It's a veteran bar, so it's like if you were in the army, and then they, they go in and they drink beer and then they talk about the war and then they they focus on it. You're basically focusing on the past, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to take the good experience. And then move forward in my life. So I went to Japan. I went to learn Japanese. What, what motivated you to go to Japan and after go to Vietnam? I wanted to... Going to Japan is an adventure. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, it's time for a new adventure. And I want to forget. I don't want to forget, but I don't want to dwell on the past. I don't want to sit and think about like, oh, Keller and Colche and all the boys and oh those are the good days You're like why did that happen like that's so terrible and well, like why did you survive the government or blame you know the world for war yeah. or whatever I just said okay so because when I was in Japan basically I had to really study Japanese I like doubled down and I would take my dictionary around and I'd really try and I, I studied really well and at times I was oh yeah I was in the war I forgot you know it's mm -hmm. like you keep moving forward like look to the to the future so you keep establishing like higher goals for yourself to keep yourself moving. Am I right? Yes, right. So you keep moving, right? You don't. It's like mindfulness, right? You 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 kind of like where is your focus going? Is it going to the past? Is it going to the negative? Is it going to the good? So I went to Japan, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to keep traveling. Uh, a friend of mine said I should go to Vietnam. I was going to go to Sudan, which good thing I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I just heard Sudan's cool. Okay, I'll go. And then, <laughs> yeah. And so but apparently you can't even drink incident. Not that I'm a, I have a drinking problem. But. Slightly, <laughs> slightly. But I want to come back on the fact that you you faced death. Like you lost a lot of your friends, comrades on there. Like, did you have any like enlightenment when it happened? Like you you survived. You were still there. You're still able to keep on with your life. Do you have like a message for us civilians that do not have this life threat experience? Yeah, I think um, people who face uh, those situations, mm -hmm. uh, it's almost impossible to recreate, unfortunately, because you don't want to meet death. Oh. But you, of course, you can really definitely learn about the value of life because it can be over just like that. And then that day, I was like, "Oh my God!" You know, like I have no time to waste life. It can mm -hmm. it can end really fast. I promised I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Uh, that's another reason I went to Japan and you know, keep moving around. I was like, I'm going to really enjoy my life because. Mm -hmm. It can, it, can, it can end just at any time. You don't even see it coming. And that's like, I'm not going to work in an office. I'm not going to do things I don't like. Mm. I'm going to live for adventure, you know? Yeah, and always stay positive. Like every time we meet, I see you. You always have this light, this joy. You're always smiling, making <laughs> jokes. And uh, it's very surprising when you tell your story, what happened in the past. Like, wow, okay. Like there is a reason. Yeah, to be, you became, I guess, so joyful and happy of life because you knew that you can lose it at any moment. 
that that is one that's that's the main reason why I don't accept uh, to be bullied or to do a job that I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. I don't accept because I was like, I I'm gonna this is my life, you know. I don't. A lot of people like in Vietnamese they say "samtukthedi," which means like you have to live practically and understand that money makes the world go round, and you need to get in that office and get that money. And it's like, yeah, but then you're gonna be old and a lot of money, and you. I, I think to another point, uh, if you want to remember, we asked, talked about mm-hmm. uh, being a writer. Yes. So being a, a writer has been really good for me because, uh, as you know, a good writer needs a lot of really good life experiences. You have to go through a lot of things. And I've been writing, I've been regularly published for like 12 years, mm-hmm. like every week or every other week. And it's very, it's very tough to get published. As you know, you've also worked... Mm-hmm. Uh, we for my together. magazine, right? Uh, <laughs> it's your magazine, Tu Tu We work together. Yeah. But um, uh, I wanted to ask you, like, how did you go from being a military man, very practical, to become a writer? Like, it's just two different realities. Uh, I, I was I was like a writer artist before the army, mm. and I always wanted to be a writer because I I was a big reader and an introvert, you know, from a farm, and. But then I, I was like, at, the, at that time in Canada, you could get money to go to school. I had like a, a $10,000 debt from my first year of school. And I was like, oh man, I need to, I don't want to do that. I don't want student loans. So I decided to go to the army just for three years to get money for school. Mm-hmm. That's why, that was the initial reason. But I wrote when I was in the army and I was good. I, my friends loved reading it. And I, I really enjoy writing. Mm. You know, it's fun for me, so. And what is your motivation being on your journey of journalism, of writing, of life, generally speaking? What motivates you? What is your fuel? Uh, initially, uh, just because it was just to become, can I do it? Can I become a writer? I really like doing challenge. it. I would like to, the challenge. I want to, it keeps me busy too. Like I said before, I really want to keep busy. I don't want to be reflecting on the things. Um, I started at really small newspapers. Mm-hmm. Tin uh, Yat and like Bao VOV and things and then I was like okay what's the next goal? Uh, the big goal was like VN Express and Tui Jia mm-hmm. and then I got them kind of fast. And when I was young, I really wanted to work for the BBC. BBC. Yeah, and I, I worked for the BBC freelance. And I was like, oh, it's not that, it's not that tough as I thought. You know, mm-hmm. I've even done an interview in Vietnamese for BBC. Wow. And now, now I'm not really allowed to work for the BBC because. <laughs> Um, BBC is not like, so welcome in Vietnam, oh. <laughs> but I, you know, I lo- really love my job now. It's okay. But one thing I really like about you is that you're not afraid to set high goals. And when we prepared this interview, you also told me something very interesting about yourself and about your family, that your parents are big stars in the horsing industry in Canada, right? Yeah. And you said something like, you're like, I don't feel I'm good enough. Usually when I hear the sentence, people always go like, I'm not good enough. And they do nothing. But with you, you're like, okay. I'm not as good as them, but I keep going. Yeah, my mom, for example, she she does pulling horses, so like the big draft horses, and they do competitions. And mm-hmm. she it was like, she won all Ontario. And I don't know, you, Ontario, Canada is kind of a countryside, right? It's kind of like yeah, we're what? country people. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but she, Ontario is our biggest province, mm-hmm. and she won all Ontario for horses and. Mm-hmm. They do really well in the uh, horse industry. And how does that motivate you to keep going? How do you use oh, because I, I don't want, 
I, I want to do well in my field as a writer, to, uh, at least equivalent to their success, mm -hmm. just because there's so much of my life and I compare myself to them. I, so I really, really have to push myself. I need to, uh, I don't know where, where to go from now, but I definitely need a few more books and just keep, just keep writing, keep getting better. So it's like for us, it's a good reminder that we always need to keep going set higher goals, always have like a challenge mindset, but also learning mindset, right? I, I you know, I, why I really appreciate you is because you also have that kind of mindset mm -hmm. and it's a little crazy, okay? Even <laughs> nobody else, most people don't want to live like this, Mika, you know, like, like just like keep going like harder, higher, harder, higher. Like most people don't want to do that. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that uh, that's why sometimes I feel a little crazy because people are like, come on now. Oh, you're slightly crazy. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah. just, just be real. The guy is crazy. But that's why I like it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of books, so now you're preparing your third book in Vietnamese. You also have a teaching academy. Uh, you write funny, funny stories in Vietnamese. How, how do you do all of this? What is your secret? Uh, the, the writing is because it, I've done it for so long that it's a habit. And Splendid. Thank God I have a boss and I get money for it because then you have to, you have no choice but to get better. <laughs> and writing, you can get rejected a lot and then you have to like write two articles. So you really have to continuously get better. And writing's tough because I have to write a thousand words and you need to make... In Vietnamese, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. every week. Yeah. yeah, and you need to, especially now, you got to get people to like read a thousand words. It's really tough. It's a lot. Yeah. One thing that I think they're doing with me is like they're ha it's like an experiment like that the Canadian writing in Vietnamese about looking in on Vietnamese culture and critiquing it and satirizing it and they know that that's really good right you can't you can you can't be perfect without any kind of criticism to mm. introspection to look at a problem so I think that it's kind of like a and a unique experiment to have me to do that for them as long as I don't go too far. And how do you, how can we learn from this rejection you mentioned? As a writer, we get rejected a lot and it's something that we people usually we suffer from, mm. but you seem very comfortable with it. So how can we embrace <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> you seem like it's like natural to you. <laughs> You're so good at it. <laughs> how can we learn from you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, my boss initially told me I should go do stand-up comedy because it's really tough <laughs> and you, you get ideas from the stand-up, you like you're writing, and then I go do stand-up and try to think about ideas, and then that helps, and I can port that over to the, the writing, mm -hmm. and I think that makes my writing a lot better. And stand-up comedy, I've never been really good at it. I'm, not, I'm, more, I'm a writer more than a, mm -hmm. an actor, so I fail a lot in that, and, and it and it was been tough for a long time, but you know, I get comfortable with that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like, but one thing- I, I did it on purpose. <laughs> Thank you, love it. Uh, one thing I really like about you, because you actually, you're very, you're very humble, but you are very successful. Like you wrote books, you appeared on TV, you have your, you have Troy, you are in touch with a lot of people in Saigon, speak Vietnamese perfectly. Like how do you succeed to stay always- Yeah, but I don't feel like I've succeeded. I feel like okay. I'm at the, still, at the bottom of a large mountain or maybe the, the bottom area. And like I said, my, my parents have done really well. So I, writers don't really mature till they're about 50 years old. I think. Oh, you're almost there. You look about 50. No, so what? Oh, pardon, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm only 42 years old. I know Spoiler. it doesn't make like this. Spoiler. Talk to a muffin. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, yeah, they don't really mature to about 50s or something, so I'm okay. Um, I've got a few more books or ideas to go. And then, especially now, because there's so much information, so you have to keep keeping up and churning out new ideas. So I have to keep developing, which is good, because a lot of people at my age are going to start to, like, shut down, mm -hmm. right? I have to keep going a little faster. That's great. That's a good inspiration for everybody, no matter your age, folks. And Jesse, we... What do you mean by that? No, no matter. <laughs> uh, Jesse, all good things must come to an end. So I have what? one last closing question oh, okay. for you. I mean, deaf. <laughs> no, no, not yet. I mean, we're all going to go through it, uh, but that's another topic we're going to explore. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, according to you, what can we do daily to become a better person? Um, I use a, a journal every morning and I write down what I did yesterday and what I'm going to do today. A lot of people can use the internet programs and applications, but you and I, you know, we're not so young. We grew up before the, before the internet. So I use... <laughs> You know what I mean? Back in those days, I like to I like to write. I have like six notebooks. Mm -hmm. Each notebook is a different topic. Uh, one is Dungeons and Dragons. One is like what I'm going to write. One is my plans. One is for Troy, which I, yeah, I teach at the university. And so I use these. I carry these notebooks around with me every day, and that's my tool that really helps me. Right. Thank you, Jesse, for your wisdom and your knowledge and your books and notebooks. It's yeah. been a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you very much, Mika. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs>